Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, I'm James, and welcome to The Sleep Pod. Every episode, I make up a rambling and frivolous story with the aim of putting you in the mood for some high-quality, premium, deluxe sleep. As the year approaches its end, it seems only right there should be at least one token festive special episode. So I'm going to do two, with the next one coming out at some point, hopefully before the 25th. For this first festive special, we're going to drop in on Ian and Julia from the last episode. If this is your first time here, don't worry. No prior knowledge is required. Just get yourself comfortable, dim the lights, ignore the outside world, and I'll begin. Ian and Julia were stood in the hallway of Ian's spaceship. They were looking out of a window, staring into the calm, soothing black void of space. Ian's brow suddenly furrowed. Uh, what's that? He inquired. Julia turned to him. What's what? Over there, out in space, far away. There's a light. Julia turned back to the window and squinted. Where? 
there, he replied, and pointed at a distant pinprick of light. Oh, said Julia. That's a star. Ah, said Ian. I thought it might be. But I couldn't quite tell. Yes, said Julia. We have been staring out of the window for a number of hours now. Your eyes start to play tricks on you. Yes, said Ian. Considering this is my spaceship and I have flown it many times, I should have noticed that before. Well, said Julia, at least you are aware of that phenomenon now. They both stepped back from the window. and walked to the kitchen slash canteen room. Would you like a coffee? inquired Julia. Yes, please, said Ian. All that staring into space has made me quite tired and I don't think I should really be driving a spaceship when I'm this tired. Okay, said Julia as she walked over to the coffee robot. She opened a cupboard near the robot and took out two white ceramic mugs. She placed them carefully in front of the coffee robot and pressed the large green button that it had in the center of its face. Two eyes appeared either side of the button and an image of a mouth formed below the button. Hello, said the coffee robot. Would you like a coffee? Yes, two please, said Julia. Okay, replied the robot. A small hatch opened up in the center of the robot's body. Julia picked up one of the mugs and inserted it into the coffee robot's torso. There was a gurgling noise. And then the robot said, Done. 
she pulled the first mug out. It was now brimming with the hot brown coffee. She placed it on the side, picked up the next mug, and repeated the process. Ian was sat at the table. When Julia returned, she placed one mug in front of him and placed her mug on the opposite side of the table. She sat down and took a sip. Mmm, this coffee is not too bad. Yes, said Ian, acquiring a coffee robot has always been a dream of mine. I was very proud of myself when I finally made the purchase. I see, said Julia. Is a coffee robot much better than a standard coffee machine? Ian thought about this for a moment. No, but I had nobody else to talk to before you arrived on my vessel. Ah, I see, said Julia. Does it do anything else apart from making coffee? No, not really, replied Ian. It has been programmed with a few vague responses to standard conversation topics and it also functions as a calendar. Wow, said Julia, a calendar? That is very fancy. Would you mind if I tried it out? Sure, said Ian, beaming with pride. Feel free, be my guest. Julia got up and jogged back over to the coffee robot. With excitement, she pressed the large button in the center of its face again. Once again, its eyes and mouth appeared. Hello, said the coffee robot. Would you like some coffee? No thank you, coffee robot, she said. What is the date today? The eyes of the coffee robot darted around the room as it thought. Today is Wednesday the 15th of December. Ah, Thank you, coffee robot, she said, and returned to her seat. Ian was looking at her. Expectantly. So? How did it go? Did you find out what the date is? Yes, she said, 
The coffee robot told me it was Wednesday, the fifteenth of December. Ah, said Ian. As well you know, due to us being out in space, there's no need for those kind of dates. But there's something about them which I quite like. Yes, said Julia. Hmm. December. Yes, I remember that being a month. Most of the time, I do prefer how dates and stuff work in space, with it all being just numbers and stuff. But sometimes, months having names just seems quaint. It's like how people used to do back in the olden days. I know what you mean," said Ian. December. Huh. That's a cool name for a month. Hmm," said Julia. "What?" said Ian. "I'm sure there used to be some annual celebration around this time of the year. Back on Earth." Back in the olden days, I think I've heard about that too. I wonder what it was," said Julia. "Would the coffee robot know any more about this?" Ian shook his head. "No. Like I said, the coffee robot has a very limited scope of uses outside preparing coffee." Information like that, you should ask the fridge. Okay," said Julia. "I'll go and do that now." So she got up and wandered towards the fridge. Ian sat and watched her from across the room, and drank his coffee. It was warm and brown. And whilst not being the best coffee he had ever had in his life, he really enjoyed the flavour profile that only the coffee robot could provide. After a few moments, Julia returned to the table. So, said Ian, "What have you learned?" Well. She said, "Long ago on Earth, people used to celebrate the end of the year. It was called the festives, or something. There was a lot of information, and I've forgotten that bit already." Ah," said Ian. "So what is the festives?" Said Julia. It appears mostly to be consuming alcohol, placing a large tree on the inside of your house. Can you imagine that? A tree on the inside. That doesn't sound right," said Ian. I know it has been a while since I've been to Earth, but the trees were on the outside of houses. Ah," 
Yes, said Julia. Normally they are, but for the festives, the people used to have one on the inside of their house. Can we do that? Ian thought for a moment. I don't know where we could get a tree from. Plus, if we did, it would fall over because there is no dirt to bury it in. Ah, said Julia, that is a fair point, and one of the main issues with living on a space ship. What else did you learn? inquired Ian. Well, they used to decorate the tree, and a lot of other things in their homes, with round orbs. Ah, said Ian. I don't like the sound of that. No, neither do I, said Julia. I've never been a fan of orbs. But they also used to use stuff called tinsel. What is tinsel? asked Ian. Well, said Julia. From what I understand, tinsel is like a rope made of tiny thin strips of metallic plastic. It was all shiny. Apparently, it was supposed to look like snow or ice. Really? said Ian. So what? People would just nail it to the tree and the walls and things. No, said Julia. It would be wrapped around the tree and attached to walls using bits of tape that would probably peel off the paint. Or maybe pins. Ah, said Ian. Well, we could do that. It might liven up the place a bit. Okay, said Julia. But where would we get some tinsel? Ah, said Ian. He finished his coffee and ran off. Julia was excited. Although Ian's spaceship was very functional, in all of the rooms, the walls were white and the floors were white. The ceiling was also white. It looked very fancy, but it was boring. Maybe some tinsel would really liven the place up, make it feel like home. Ian sat in the captain's chair and tapped away at his console. Hmm, he thought. Where was that planet? Ah, yes, 
there it is. That round one there. Right. He tapped away a bit more. Then grabbed the steering wheel and turned the ship. A few hours later, Julia was sat on a sofa reading a book when the ship's intercom buzzed. She looked up. Ian's voice started to come through the speakers in the ceiling. Hi Julia, we are here. Go to the airlock in five minutes and I'll meet you there. Okay, she said, and put her book down and started to stand up. Then she realized she didn't have to stand up yet because it only took about 30 seconds to reach the airlock. So she sat back down and continued to read for a further four minutes. Four minutes and thirty seconds later, Julia walked to the airlock. Through the window, she could see the ship descending onto a planet's surface. Oh, thought Julia, it has been some time since I visited a planet. She watched as they went lower and lower until they eventually landed on a large platform surrounded by many other spaceships. Ian arrived at the airlock. Hey, what do you think? I don't know, said Julia. Where are we? This is a market planet that I received a flyer for a number of months ago. It seems like anything you need, you can probably find it here. Ah, said Julia. What is this planet called? This planet is called... Howard. Seven said Ian. Ah, said Julia. Okay, so shall we go? Yes, said Ian. He tapped away at the airlock and they left the ship. Ian and Julia strolled along the markets of Howard Seven. There was a wide variety of shops on Howard Seven, ranging from tiny tents with counters and various goods and items set out on trestle tables to giant warehouses filled with 
millions of items. They walked down one street, and then another, and then another, but they could not see any tinsel. Hmm, said Julia, I wonder where all of the tinsel is. I'm not sure, said Ian. Tinsel? Somebody said behind them. They turned round. They were stood facing a figure in a large suit. They could not see a head or any skin. In any other circumstances, they may have been worried, if not scared. But there was something about this person's tone of voice that they seemed happy, delighted, impressed, just to have the opportunity to discuss tinsel. Yes, said Julia, tinsel. By any chance, do you know where we could find some? The figure scratched their head. No, no, wait, yes. Oh, said Ian. Where? Well, said the figure, if you go down there, and then, when you get to the caravan selling fountains, turn right. Carry on walking for a couple of minutes, then on your left, see a farmer selling vegetables. Turn left, then turn right, then take the third left and make your way through the underground cave systems. Eventually you will come out in a large plaza Make your way across the plaza, and then back into another underground cave system. In the caves, there is a large furnace. If you head towards the furnace, you will feel the heat. So don't walk towards the furnace, just carry on going through the cave system. It is very well signposted get from one end to the other, and then once you are outside of there, look for a very tall bridge. Go up the bridge, and when you're on top of the bridge, look out over all of the shops and tents and buildings, and you should see a smaller bridge, so go back down the bridge, and then walk to that smaller bridge, then use that smaller bridge, and then just on the other side of that crossing, there's another cave system, go down there, and the third cave on the right, they should have what you require, 
thank you, said Ian and Julia in unison. That was very helpful. It's no problem at all, said the stranger. And then the stranger turned and walked away. Ian and Julia looked at each other. Uh, said Ian. Do you remember anything that the stranger just said? Yes, said Julia. I was listening very carefully. Good, said Ian. So was I. So they went and followed the directions perfectly. They turned left a few times, turned right, walked past many, many shops. They quite liked the first underground cave system, but did not like the second. The third and final was fine. It wasn't as fancy as the first one, but did not have the heat and ventilation issues that the second one had. Once they reached the cave that they had been instructed to, they found a large metal door, and on the door was a large metal door knocker. Ian grabbed it and used it to knock the door. The sound of the metal striking the metal echoed throughout the caves. Eventually, once the reverb died down, there was silence. And then the door opened. It was opened by the stranger they had seen earlier. Oh, Ian and Julia both said, hello again. Hello again, said the stranger, please come in. They entered a large cavernous space filled with boxes and chests and containers and barrels. A television stuck on the wall played music videos and infomercials. So, said Ian, why didn't you say that this was your store? Ah, said the stranger, only a select few seek out tinsel. I needed to make sure you were worthy, that you were capable of following instructions and that you really wanted some, and you didn't just decide to purchase some on a whim. Oh no, said Ian. No, we are very serious about decorating the inside of our spaceship, and making it very... festive-like. Well, said the stranger, In that case, welcome. He removed the helmet and coverings from his body, 
gosh, said Julia. Are you a robot? Yes, said the stranger. Beep bloop. Ah, said Ian. I didn't realize you were a robot, because all of the sophisticated robots normally do say bleep bloop, but this is the first time you've said it, but you didn't say it earlier, did you? No, said the stranger. I've got very good at restraining from that urge. I know it is in my programming to say bleep bloop frequently, just to make everybody aware that I am indeed a robot. But from years of practice, I've got it down to maybe once every five minutes now. Ah, said Ian. Fair enough. So, can we buy some tinsel, please? Yes, he said, and pulled out a large box filled to the brim. Tinsel of every colour and hue imaginable and a few that would require special implants to really get the most out of the specific colour used. Here you are. Great, said Ian. How much are they? Ah, no cost, said the stranger. You may have it for free. If you answer my riddles too. Oh no, said Ian. I'm not very good at riddles. He looked at Julia. No, she said, neither am I. Ah, said the stranger. Worry not. If you fail, then it was just not meant to be. This isn't a life and death situation or anything. It just means I won't let you have any tinsel. Phew, said Ian. Okay then. What are your riddles? The stranger stretched his arms wide, then held his arms upwards towards the roof of the cave. He hopped up and down. Once, Twice, three times, four times, five times, six times, and then seven times, and slowly lowered his arms back down into their normal position. My first riddle is this. How many times did I just do a jump? Ian and Julia whispered to themselves for a moment before turning back to the stranger. Seven, you jumped seven times. Ah, did I? said the stranger. Yes, said Ian and Julia. Yes, said the stranger, that is correct. Now, that was easy, said the stranger. 
but this one is slightly more tricky. The stranger reached into a pocket on their trousers and pulled out an item and held it towards Ian and Julia. My final riddle is this. What is this? Ian and Julia peered into the stranger's hand and squinted at the object in their palm. Mmm, said Ian. Mmm, said Julia. They stepped back and whispered to each other again. There seemed to be a long discussion going on in very hushed tones. The stranger watched them eagerly. And then eventually, they turned back to the stranger. That, said Ian, is a button. Possibly from a... coat? Yes, very good, said the stranger. The stranger put the button back in their pocket and picked up the box of tinsel. Well, here you go. Pleasure doing business with you. Ian and Julia both grabbed the box of tinsel, as it was quite heavy. Great, thank you, they said, and then left. Once Ian and Julia got back on the spaceship, they took off and returned to space. Once they were steadily flying through space, they opened the box of tinsel, and inside was a lot of tinsel. Wow, said Ian, that's a lot of tinsel. Yes, said Julia. Where are we going to put it all? I don't know, said Ian. Maybe right up at the very top of the walls and running along. Okay, do you think there's enough to do the whole ship? Inquired Julia. Yes, I think so, said Ian. Okay. Let's do that then. And so they did. Well, that's the end of that story. Join me again next time for the second Christmas special. Which... I'm thinking maybe slightly more Christmassy, but only time will tell. Thanks for listening. Sleep well. <laughs>